That's the nature of your emergency. Welcome to Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and for today's episode, we're going to talk about why understanding how you receive love can give you a boost in your relationship almost instantly. I just finished reading The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and it dawned on me that there are so many areas in my life that I receive love that isn't exactly the same as someone else. A lot of these concepts can be implemented in your intimate relationship with your spouse, but they can also be implemented in relationships with people that you care about throughout your life. In the book, there are, of course, five different aspects of what's been identified as repetitious patterns in Gary Chapman's practice. He's a relationship counselor. And he started to see that a lot of people were complaining about the same issues of not receiving love, and they tended to fall into five categories. The first category is words of affirmation. To tell or to show in text somebody that you care about the reasons why you love, honor, and appreciate them. Ways that you can state words that express appreciation and gratitude for the simple things that they do, or the more extravagant things that you might be thankful for, but maybe not necessarily express it. I know that for Clint and I, we started to demonstrate words of appreciation every single morning. Every morning for the past seven months or so, we text one another something that we love, honor, or appreciate about the other person that they've done or shown in recent time, and it's typically the day right before. I might text him something along the lines of, I appreciate the fact that you came with me over to my dad's house and that you took us out to dinner yesterday. It meant a lot to me for us to get to spend that time together, and I just wanted to let you know. Another one of the five languages, is gifts. Some people find value in receiving a gift. If your spouse or somebody that you love goes and travels somewhere and they bring you back a token of appreciation, or you have a small child and they go out into the yard and they pick a flower and they bring it into you. Any kind of gifts can show love. And when we're small children... As you sit there, you could probably remember a time when you drew a picture for somebody, or maybe you gave them one of your small toys just to show that you wanted to be friends. You were showing love. You were showing affection by that gift. And I think it's important to point out that the gifts don't necessarily have to be something monetary. In fact, Gary Chapman goes on to point out that a lot of gifts that we put effort into making oftentimes become family heirlooms. The third love language is acts of service. Acts of service to me could be something as simple as washing the car for your spouse, or maybe packing lunch for one of your children. Maybe you cook dinner, you clean the house, 
You stop by the grocery store on the way home. One of my favorite things that Clint does for me that shows a great deal of love is he will make me coffee in the morning and he'll bring it into the vanity area while I'm getting ready for work in the morning. Quality time is something that I think we often take for granted and we don't realize how important it is for us to spend time with one another and how one party might appreciate it and find that to be a love language more so than another. And there's nothing wrong with either one. Quality time, however, means that you're spending undivided attention with a particular person. This could be your spouse. This could be deciding to put down the phones and leave them at home while the family goes out for an afternoon picnic. Maybe you keep the phone off and you grab your spouse by the hand and you just go for a walk around your neighborhood. Sitting across the dinner table and physically looking into one another's eyes, be it just your spouse or the entire family, where you have undivided attention with one another. I know for me growing up, quality time was so important to my dad and it was, it was non-negotiable for us to have dinner as a family. We all had responsibilities and tasks for setting the table the correct way, helping my mom in the kitchen, cleaning up after dinner. But the moment of us sitting in a circle around one another so that we can share our experiences about our day, and without fail, my dad would tell some silly story that he heard on the radio, and this is quality time for him. These are moments that he cherished and still cherishes. And I know these are also memories that my siblings and I will carry with us forever. Physical touch is the fifth quality, the fifth love language. And this doesn't necessarily have to mean sexual intimacy, although that is one of the key elements when it comes to physical touch for many people. But physical touch could also mean that you appreciate your spouse or your parent or your child holding your hand, expressing love by kissing you, maybe grabbing you on the shoulder when they walk by, and also showing physical communication with one another when you're out in public. My husband will hold the small of my back sometimes when we're walking in public He makes sure that his body is always the one that's closest to a busy road when we're walking down a sidewalk. These type of acts are ones that I know for myself are most important. My primary love language, without a doubt, is physical touch. I grew up in a family where my dad is almost 100% French. My mom is Italian. And it was not uncommon for us to have to say hi to my mom and dad. And I say have to because this was how we were conditioned. This is how we were raised, where we kiss on the lips. We hug one another. We do the same thing before we go to sleep. Make sure that we kiss our siblings. We tell them how much we love them. And still to this day, we do the same thing. And I think it's that conditioning from my tribe, from my adolescence, that's really made physical touch something that's so important for me. 
And the most important takeaway for me learning and re-reviewing the five love languages is to not only understand what love language applies to me the most, but also what applies to my husband the most. By me expressing to him verbally that I wanted him to know what my top love language was and why it was important for me to understand what his was, it makes the effort and the willingness for us to maybe push through what isn't our primary love language so that we can compromise and show that love to our spouse or to our children because we know that that's what means the most to them. Maybe you have a small child who you might consider to be clingy. But that clinginess might be the way that they're expressing their primary love language to you. And if you shrug them off, that might show them a lack of love. And of course, that doesn't mean that you don't love them. That means that you're not understanding their love language. You're not speaking their love language. But had you paid attention to that, I can guarantee you would be a lot more willing to show them that physical affection. My husband's love language is without a doubt quality time. He would spend the entire day across the table just gazing into my eyes if I would let him. The hardest part about him going to work is him having to leave me. I can see the defeat in his eyes and the physical shift in his body when he has to leave. Admittedly, I don't feel the same when I walk out of the house, and that in no way means that I don't love him. It just means we don't speak the same love language. Being that my primary love language is physical touch, when my husband and I are together and he does things like holding me tight or holding my hand when we're even at home, grabbing my ass, you know, just showing me that physical love and giving me the sexual attention that he knows that I need on a regular basis in order to feel that love from him. We're able to put forth more effort. I'm able to make sure that I do the work that I need to get done throughout the time that he's not here. That way, when he is here, I can provide him with undivided attention. That's what's most important to him. And if he came home from work and I was still nailing away at the laptop, that doesn't mean that I don't love him, but for him, because that's his primary love language, it shows him that there's a lack of me expressing my love towards him. And I would encourage you as you're sitting there listening to these to maybe think on what might be your primary love language, and you might have more than one. I know for me, my secondary is definitely acts of service. I know that my husband is showing me love when he's doing things like bringing me coffee in the morning or when he's doing things like like surprising me with a clean house when I come home. This past week, we have three Pomeranians and he took it upon himself to take my Pomeranian We each have one, and then we share one, we say jokingly. And he gave him a bath. And this might sound simple to some, but giving a double-coated Pomeranian a bath is an incredible feat. It takes a long time. And not only did he bathe him, 
but he gave him the most adorable lion cut. And I can't even believe that he had the capability of being able to trim this dog down the way that he did. And he did it in a way to where he was very cognizant and aware of my feelings. And he didn't want to do it in a way to where I might think the dog looked ugly. So he literally cut half the dog. The back end of him looks like a little bunny rabbit. And the whole top end looks like this giant fluffy lion. And I love it. And even more than that, I love the fact that he thought to perform that act of service for me because it's something that I told him that I needed to get around to doing soon. It's starting to get really warm here in Southern California and the dogs are shedding. And without any hesitation, in the moment of solitude, while I was busy working, he took it upon himself to do that for me. And that showed love to me. And the craziest thing happens when you start to see your love language in action from the person that you love the most. And all you want to do is reciprocate. And in reciprocating, when you understand what their primary love language is, you can dial it in and fine-tune it to where you're making sure that you're expressing love to them in a way that they're receiving it the most. And when you're able to do that and you have a high level of consideration in understanding that we do not all receive love in the same way, and you're willing to compromise, and you're willing to identify what your spouse or your children or anybody in your family or close unit of friends considers to be an expression of love, then you're able to really dial into how you can show love to them the best. If Clint were to buy me things all of the time, sure, that's nice, but that doesn't show the level of love that I would need. I'm not a materialistic person. I'm not somebody that needs to be thrown all of these expensive or not expensive gifts in order for him to show me love. Some people are, and there's nothing wrong with that. But by him knowing that physical touch is the most important way that he can show love to me, I can't tell you how close our relationship has become just based on the fact that he's paying attention to that. And when you're willing and able to identify what somebody else's love language are, is, and express to them what your love language is, then you're really able to put forth more effort And the love that you receive in return is unprecedented. And in my opinion, there is no better way to enjoy your tactical living.